Introducing Bluehost Cloud, ultra-fast WordPress hosting with 100% uptime. Want a website with unmatched power, speed, and control? Of course you do. And now you can have all three with Bluehost Cloud, the new web hosting plan from Bluehost. With 100% uptime and incredibly speedy load times, your WordPress websites will be dependable and lightning fast on a global scale. Plus, your sites can handle even the biggest traffic spikes without going down or lagging. And with Bluehost Cloud, you get 24-7 WordPress priority support, meaning you're connected to WordPress experts anytime you need them. Not to mention, you automatically get daily backups and world-class security. So, what are you waiting for? Get Bluehost Cloud today by visiting bluehost.com. That's bluehost.com. Okay, Does my hair look okay. fucked up? Nah, you look beautiful. Don't you worry. You're looking good. Yeah. Yeah. Do that more. Woo! I don't have any hair. <laughs> it moves around a little bit. <laughs> yeah it's got that little, little like it's like a shimmer you know yep you're like i love feeling the wind in my hair and they're like but what is it doing <laughs> it is gently uh wafting's not a good word for it but i'll keep it i mean it's better than being like bald because then you're like i love the wind on my scalp mm. <laughs> on my bare skin is That's what true. i enjoy uh yeah that's true i do not want to go bald i'm not looking forward to it i'm really not like there's like uh, here's the thing is i always have that option where i could just kill myself instead that's true that's always i just really yeah that's the the one thing i always like come back to is like man (laughs) if i don't want to deal with this i just die like it's a hundred percent true (laughs) um yeah no my dad and my uncle they're very bald. It's not looking good. I mean, I think you'd be a cute boy bald. Don't you worry. I'd still give I you kisses. So I would. Oh, God damn, you're so cute. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I think. Well, I mean, if it happens, I would just go full bald, but I would still keep the beard. Yeah, me too. It's like I've got to have some version of hair on my head that's not just my creepy ass eyebrows. Right. So here's the thing, though. Like, if I go full bald, I can't have just a mustache because that's like a... That's like a no-no. Sure? That's like a sure? real pedophile look. You don't want that yeah. PI Magnum look? No, because like once you go full bald, it's like, bro, you already look creepy as fuck and you're going to add the additional layer of creep that is a mustache? No. I always, anytime I shave, um, which isn't often because my wife, like anytime she asks me you to shave. You got some dope ass lines though, dude. Always, I see that. Yeah, it's like thank you. craftsmanship right I there. I just, it's off, Ooh. by the way. But um that's all my wife wants me to do is like literally cut this part and this part and like make it nice and yeah. then just keep it at around this length. Any type of like, I'm always like, oh, I'm going to just shave it all off or I'm, I'm just going to keep a mustache. She fucking flips. She's like, Dude, no, I don't understand the problem that people have with mustaches. Like, okay, I get, I just said the like the bald and the mustache thing. Yeah, it would be creepy. But here's the thing. Like if I just like I keep a little bit of stubble, but I still have a mustache like this is a good caterpillar right here. This would be good. True. And also my mustache doesn't attach to my fucking beard and it annoys the shit out of me anyway. <laughs> so it's like, why not just have a mustache at That's this true. point? I mean, yeah, if it's not going to connect, might as well just have it. I just it's can't deal with dumb. it because 
it gets too much like i always have these the hairs right here right below poke the nose. in the nose they always poke me in the nose and i'm fucking like <laughs> and like i have a problem with i think i have like a form of like a very light form Tourette's because i like i'm i always gotta scratch my face i don't know what it is i'm the worst with this kind of covid shit like well that was the I... thing like the whole statistic that came out was like people touch their face like thousands of times a day or like hundreds or oh, thousands of times a day for me it's like and a million i know during it's covid like... we're like yeah i'm always i always scratch it like you'll see it on this video i'm constantly going like this oh me too fucking touch myself popping my earphones out of my face like it's just too much for me i don't know why i gotta always talking about it so it's getting me get me all riled up yeah it's like when you think about an itch and you're like fuck my head itches Mm -hmm. (laughs) you gotta do it you gotta do it uh we should probably start the episode yeah we, we, hello and welcome basically... to indie pod and indie games podcast your weekly source for all the indie games news you need to know this week we are bringing you zero news stories big fat goose egg instead Hell we are yeah. doing our indie game of the year episode uh we like kind of just like randomly threw this together we're like let's just fucking do this because it's <laughs> that's kind of our thing uh is everything is very impromptu i, I yeah. like uh our planning is pretty much none Seeing the things we plan for never go right, but it's everything true. that we just wing fucking streamlined. It's good. It's like fucking just chef's kiss. Okay, so winging it—that's our style. That's I how we so. do things. That's kind of how I've always been, to be honest. Like school and like presentations and things for work. I'm always like, I'll practice it once, and then I'm just like, we'll see how it goes. Like I've just yeah. always been like that. And the thing with school that I find so interesting is that. There's so much like planning they would like you to do. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I mean, you can have all the planning you want, but let's be honest, I'm going to re- write this paper the day of anyway. So <laughs> it's not going to matter. And then I get an A anyway. So I'm just like, <laughs> <laughs> what do I need to do? See, I was the opposite. I would do it like two weeks early and then just never touch it. And I'd just be like, when it happens, it happens. Like I'm, I'm like a weird, like won't procrastinate, but I'll get everything done. But then the minute I'm done with it, I'll never look at it again. Even if they're like, you did it wrong. And I was like, well, it's done. So I'm going to get the grade I get. <laughs> You're like, whatever. I'm not going back to it. It's yeah. like, hmm. what is a, a rough draft, but the actual product. <laughs> but before we get into any of our shenanigans that we've already been doing for like five, 10 minutes. What is this? Yeah. Five minutes. Five minutes. Yeah. I would like to introduce myself, Von Hyde, alongside my illustrious co-host, the biggest of average Josh Boys. How you doing today, Big Josh Boy? I'm doing well. It's uh I mean it's it's a couple days after Christmas, but it's the holiday yeah. time, so I still got time off. I'm just hanging out. I've literally sat in this room for uh just about all day. It's been nice. I thought you were gonna say just about all week, like just about all week. To... <laughs> yeah, she's just... like, Will you come out please? And you're just like, No, go away. I'm it's my vacation games. time. <laughs> yeah, no, something like that. No, surprisingly I, I haven't played uh like i haven't had that much time for games even though it's like holidays and stuff because we've just we've seen family and and done like other stuff um yeah holidays are supposed to be like a week or like a day of relaxation it never is it never is dude and it sucks too because i like i took these these uh these two weeks off i ended up saving like all my days and taking it off and it's the way it worked out was there's so many days where they're holidays is i feel like i don't have a lot of days to actually do things so i had these big plans where i was like i'm gonna get this done and this done and this done and i'm gonna play all these games and i'm gonna get so much shut and now we're like a half like halfway into this break of mine and i'm like 
I don't think I've done anything. <laughs> That's like, what I'm saying, dude. Plans, they fuck you. Because yeah. you're like, if you okay, if you plan for something, you can procrastinate. Versus if you just wake up and in the heat of the moment, you're like, fuck it. I'm going to build a grill. Then you build a grill. You That's, do it. Because it. you actually have the, the like, you have the gusto. You have that little bit of stamina to do it already. That's why I just don't plan for shit. Or I, I have to plan like a week in advance. Like there's a thing for me where... If you would like me to do something, you have to tell me about it a week in advance. Otherwise, <laughs> it's not happening. Just a just a comment on that grill thing. As a person who built a grill, uh, <laughs> I would highly recommend you just buy it built already. <laughs> no it way. Is, it is. That's a, it's one of those things where that's I'm an starting... absurd thing. Why would you buy a grill entirely built when you can build one with your own two hands like I a know. real man? No, man. It's so not worth it. I don't think I saved like any money doing it because of seeing prices on other unless this grill was just like super better for some reason uh and it was a lot of time to build that thing it's too much it's too fucking much it's just like how will in our discord was saying he was building his kid a swing set <laughs> dude i hate that stuff. buy that like, shit already built like why are you guys yeah. building shit <laughs> It's so rough, man. I hate like my wife and I were actually talking about that because we were we were sitting outside uh, on Christmas Day and we kept hearing someone like with a hammer just like doosh 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 doosh. We're like, what the hell is that noise? Like, what are they doing right now? And then we thought about it and we're like, they're probably building their kids like Christmas present or some shit. And I'm like, that sucks. Like, if you don't get to have that like pre-built or you don't build it beforehand and you have to waste your whole Christmas day just doing all that kind of stuff. Dude, but you know, okay, here's the other side of that coin, though, is that you know that there's some family out there that believes they need to teach their child to be self-reliant. So they're like, Christmas is a time for gifts. Like, it's a magical time. You're going to get a gift. And you get a swing set. And you're like, oh, that's awesome. And then your parents are like, fucking build it, you dumb little bitch. And they just leave you alone with, like, power tools. You're like, I'm five years old. I can't even pick up this piece of wood. <laughs> yep. Uh, and that was Vaughn's childhood. Dude, and then that person grows up to be fucking Henry Cavill building PCs and looking dope as shit. God, if there was a Man Crush Monday of all things, I would, oh, I would let that man do nasty things to me. So anyway, housekeeping. Yeah, a little bit of housekeeping. Of course, we have our indie developer interview going up this Wednesday. Uh, this is with, I'm gonna butcher these names. I'm just letting you know if you're listening to this episode, please just have a better name um this is <laughs> this is uh gents bar uh and ines of off the beaten pat or off the beaten track and uh, the developers of an upcoming adventure game called the cost of recovery josh do you remember this interview <laughs> i do i do well, yeah the can you tell me about the cost of recovery yeah so the cost of recovery is an interesting game where it's a take on um, different perspectives of traumatic events. So it's a, a story about an individual who goes through a, a very traumatic event where I believe they're they're not able to walk anymore or something happens to them. That, and it's like the the relationship between like the what seems to be the mother, father, uh, son, and possibly another person. I'm not sure who, but you get to play as all of these different characters and see that event from their perspectives it's a giant story so it'll go like you'll be one person and then halfway through it'll 
switch to someone else, whatever makes the story work, you know, the, the best um, with yeah. that. It's not something where you can like switch out uh, in between, but it, it plays into a story of just trying to give you those different perspectives and, and, you know, putting yourself in other shoes, right. In the same situation and what that might look like from each person. That's really cool. I like that a lot. The idea of seeing the the exact same event from different people's perspectives. That's so cool. Yeah, okay. so it it's uh something that I am actually pretty excited for when it when it does come out. But I don't recall. I believe it's a ways away. We'll see. Okay, all right. Well, the one thing you can look forward to is the indie developer interview that I will try my hardest to get up the day of because I'm so fucking bad at this okay especially this week so i was like i was on a good track i was putting up episodes on the day of maybe i'd spell their name wrong maybe i wouldn't like it was <laughs> is an accident but then last week i was like just coasting along it's christmas it was a surprisingly busy week for being christmas like i had to wrap presents i oh my god wanted to fucking kill myself the day of christmas because i couldn't fall asleep I couldn't fall asleep the night before, so I got three fucking hours of sleep. And then I went into Christmas, and I had to work on Christmas. Ooh. So I had to go to fucking work. So I got up early. I went to my, my wife's uh, family's house, my in-law's house, and they gave me a bunch of awesome presents, which I'm very glad about. They love me out of them. It's awesome. <laughs> um, and then afterwards, I had to go to work. And I was like, dude. Oh my god. I just couldn't handle it. I had to I had to get an energy drink. It was like it fucking sucked. And then like between not being able to fall asleep and wrapping the presents, I totally forgot to upload the episode. So there you go. That's the actual thing I was trying to tell you is that I uploaded the episode uh, a day late, basically yeah. 2 days late because I uploaded it on Saturday night at like 9 o'clock. <laughs> Which I didn't upload it uh, at the wrong time for patrons, which means the Wombat Emperor of Australia uh, he wasn't will not mad. kill me. He wasn't mad. Yeah, yeah I was going to yeah, say. he's like, all those plebes, they didn't get theirs, but we got ours, so it's okay. Yeah, normally normally uh, he is he is quick to yell at us, so. <laughs> I got only happened once. It's like literally only happened once, and it wasn't even quick. It only needs quick. to happen once. It was like the night of that day. He went the entire day, and he didn't say shit, and then the night he was like, by the way, where's the episode at? And I was like, oh, fuck. Like, well, ah, it's ah. the night because that's like different time zones, right? That's actually a good point. I do also forget about him having a different time zone. The same reason he can't watch you stream yeah. is because he's <laughs> in a different time zone. <laughs> yeah, the the last time I was doing it, he was like, he's like, oh, uh, are you are you gonna be done streaming soon? And I was like, well, yeah, it's like almost two in the morning. He's like, who cares? You don't need to sleep. I was like, <laughs> oh Jesus. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, more housekeeping, of course. Check out the IndiePod store for our t-shirts and stickers. Uh, soon to be more merch. Then we have the YouTube that I would recommend everyone subscribe to. It's just IndiePod over on YouTube. You can watch these video episodes. You can... There's something else I was going to say. Oh, uh, yeah. Soon I will us. be putting... Nah, soon I will be putting up a Unto the End review. But here's the thing. I am several pages into the script for that review. Like it's, it's remarkably longer than I thought it would be because I'm, I guess kind of going into a diatribe about how context matters in storylines and how it does not have any. And yeah, it, it became more of a persuasive argument than I expected it to oh, be. Geez. So 
Yeah, it's right. His dissertation be a over review. here. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's kind of something I look forward to doing. Um, now is that like hopefully I'll have a little bit more time and I want to take reviews for indie games a little bit more seriously yeah. and actually kind of dive into them as being more of an art form plus um like an kind of weigh it on both sides of it like one side being an art form and the other side actually being a video game because i feel like some reviewers do take it a little bit too seriously when they're like it's an art form and then everybody's like yeah but i don't like the game like it's cool it's kind of like how grease is yeah. that like you don't know where it sits on the scale between art and a video game. Mm -hmm. That's mm -hmm. the kind of thing. So I'm excited to actually kind of like look at indie games like that. So expect more video content, or at least I really want to make more. So head over to IndiePod. You can at the very least watch these episodes over on uh, YouTube. I, we don't have a custom URL because we're not cool enough to have one. So just go to YouTube, type in IndiePod, and you can watch the episodes. See our my dumb face and his just oh just so kissable faces. Um, of course, please leave us reviews on all different sites, whether that be iTunes, YouTube, I don't fucking know, wherever you can do that. And lastly, thank you so much to our amazing patrons. We've got Will C, Mixomatosis, a.k.a. Mix, Zach Durham, Chase Hopkins, Philip Renshaw, the Wombat Emperor of Australia, uh, Chris Penwell, Josh Nichols, and Sam Fillion from Canada. Do you ever think that people feel left out because I don't say so? Because you don't. Their name? Yeah, you don't say where they're from. Yeah, I, I thought about that. I was like, really if singling out these like two people. People would like to supply me with mm. where they're from or oh, some man. weird shit that some they would like about them. listed yeah like i could start to say like oh we'll see i don't know the ryuk master since he made that joke on our fucking oh, on God. that stream and i love how he's like i'm sorry for that by the way <laughs> it was funny it was me but it was funny <laughs> no but, man, we're gonna gonna spend minutes just going through all these names because you're giving them all these weird titles weird fucking names yeah yeah absolutely but this is our indie game of the year episode like I said, we kind of threw this together. So, Josh, you do, to, to give this, oh, to prove the uh, importance of context, Josh, mm. you actually have some rules that you kind of placed upon yourself, not necessarily on me, but I kind of like inadvertently actually fell in your rules. Mm -hmm, so, mm -hmm. kind of works, kind of doesn't. Uh, so, tell us the rules about how you at least structured your list. Yeah, so the main thing that I thought about for this is, one, they have to be indie games. I think that's kind of a given. Uh, two, and and indie defined by us in the nature of, like, you know, smaller team. It doesn't have to be uh, indie publisher, but it has to be smaller development team, um, which is generally the way we've gone. But we can go on a whole episode as it's we did nebulous. once before. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's it has to it point. has to have come out in this year and what that means is it could still be an early access uh or you know kind of like a, a beta phase uh well i do have to ask you Steam. then so is it possible for something to receive like your kind of indie game of the year multiple years in a row like if you do it for early access does that mean next year if it comes out and it's 1.0 and you love it can it get your game of the year again Probably kind not. Thing? Um, I think it, it could, um, but it probably won't because of the way, like, granted, this is very subjective, obviously. All of these are. Um, but yeah. I think the reason why this is the most subjective is because I'm generally giving it to this because I played it during this year. It came out during this year and it was one that stuck with me, right? So okay. a lot of the times it's quite often that, uh, and just to go into this, Risk of Rain 2 is not on this list for myself. Now, Risk of Rain 2 is an awesome game i love it it's 1.0 actually came out in this year but last year 
is when I devoted so much time to it. And it was in early access. And like, given these rules last year, Risk of Rain 2 would have been on that list. Okay, this so year, you basically using its early access release as its actual release date? As a, yeah. Kind of a thing? Like that That would be the year that you consider it coming out in? Yeah. Okay, so that's, cool. Yeah, so that's that's the way I'm, I'm using it for this. Uh, granted, you know, some people might say you can't do that, but you know what? I want to talk about these games that came out I this mean, year. It's, so fuck it's your fucking it's my list, list, dude. You it's can my do list. You want. Top five games. Um, so those those are like the main rules. Is is indie came out in this year, um, and that it was uh, that there is no stipulation on it being early access versus full 1.0 release. Okay. Do you happen to have like any honorable mentions in your list as well, or just your top five? Oh, I deleted all the. So the way that I did this was <laughs> I literally went through and grabbed just a ton of the games that I played that I looked at for this year and was like, that was great. That was great. That was great. That was great. And I had like a list of like 20 plus games and then had to go through that list again and be like, okay, I could cut that one. I can't cut that one. I can't. Cut. And I, I did that like a couple of times until I got to these five. Um, but there's still a bunch that, you know, got axed off the list that could be there but while i was doing it i wasn't like saving any of it so it's just out the window but i guess like for honorable mentions i'll probably put some shout out to things like uh call of the sea which i talked about on a recent episode which i think is a really good indie game uh carry on did not make the list but was really good um oh yeah um, it is kind of crazy to like contrast like if you probably listened to one of our earlier episodes this year where you and I were so excited for carry on and then to it to get to the end of the year where you're just like yeah it didn't make my game of the year and I didn't even play it yet yeah, yeah. like it's it's, it's kind of like it's probably and, a weird contrast and that's the thing with these honorable mentions like it's hard because there's a lot of games that I played in 2020 there's a lot of games that I really enjoyed in 2020 carry on was a great game but it's just not one of the five that i think are my favorites um don't have to defend yourself to me be just but oh thank you thank you uh another honorable mention would definitely be signs of the sojourner which is that conversational card game um card don't make game. any don't make any fucking faces <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah i think i think that's uh oh and worlds of horror worlds of horror is one of the games where i think that it would be probably on my list but there's certain things in its current like alpha phase right now that warrant me to not put it on this list just because it like doesn't have a continue function right now and it has a couple of other things that are just missing that i feel like would make this a bit more complete and would make it a lot more of a like oh it's got to be on this list but that being said it's still a great game i think people should check it out it's really cool uh probably not for everyone but uh for the niche people that it applies to and like appeals to check it out um yeah that's that's basically my honorable list i don't know if you want to go for yours first before we dive into the any of the top five yeah because i do have a couple honorable mentions of course the thing i want to uh, get out of the way real quick is just because this is an episode about our like indie game of the year our top five indie games for 2020 doesn't mean we're skipping out on listener questions we will still have them at the end of the show after we're done because we gotta have we gotta have your amazing listener questions that often uh, really just you know hit us where it hurts i i very Sometimes. much appreciate the pain it's like sadism or sadomasochism whatever actual word attributes to me like my balls stepped on so yes of course we... okay 
It's so about that list. We will be answering your questions at the end of the show, but we will not be talking about the indie game news this week, but we will have a larger wrap-up next week, so don't you worry. And the games we are playing are not going to be included this week, which also means there's going to be a lot next week, at least next on week, Josh's side. Next week's going to be a long episode, and I apologize, but it's going to be a lot of my fault. <laughs> yeah, I mean, sadly, like, the thing that I, I thought about us talking about the games that we played this week, but I was like... I have played Ashen a tiny bit. Otherwise, I have had almost no time to play games this week. Like uh, Unexplored 2 Beta, Super Meat Boy Forever, Omori, I think is how it's called. Dungeon oh, shit, Defenders. you're playing Omori? Yeah. Is it cool? I'm really, I'm only about an hour in, but I'm really enjoying it. That's like it. the horror RPG, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, it looks cool. I saw that it went live. Steam notified me because I have him on my wish list. Oh, sweet. Oh, yeah, so I'll nice. uh, I'll let y'all know about all those games and possibly more next week. All right. So to prove that I did not adhere to Josh's list of rules, I <laughs> literally the first game of my honorable mention didn't even actually come out in 2020, um, but it's in early access, and that's also why it's in my honorable mentions. It's just like I played this game this year, and I think it's cool. So I have GTFO. It's early access by mm. Ten Chambers. Mm. Um, I. The reason I have it in honorable mention, like I said, one, it didn't, it came out in like the early December 2019, um, but I didn't even have the capability of playing it then, mm -hmm. um, considering I hadn't built my PC yet, and right. now that I have built it, I've played it, and it is fun, I really liked it, but I didn't play enough to actually like, oh, one, it came out in 2019, so I wasn't going to include it on my list, but two... Yep. I haven't played enough to really develop like a concrete opinion on it. Um, whether I believe it is really good, really bad or anything in between. So I just have it on as an honorable mention because I think it's a lot of fun. Um, and I would recommend people checking it out, especially if you have friends that you play games with, because it is a lot of fun, but it requires you to play with other people. Basically, it's mm -hmm. just too hard. If you don't have at the very least three people, including yourself to play this game, you pretty much can't get through these scenarios. So absolutely. If you want to purchase that game, make sure you have enough people to play with you. Right. My second honorable mention would be, and these aren't actually in any specific order. I just kind of like, they're the ones I thought of. Um, technically, I guess it would be like ascending order. But the second one I have on here is Kunai by Turtle Blaze. Mm. Um, Josh and I actually played this when it originally came out. We both did. And I think we were both kind of like relatively lukewarm on it. Didn't exactly know uh, whether or not we yeah. like really enjoyed it, really hated it. It was just kind of like a meh thing it would probably be like considered like a six or a seven at that point if like we were putting a number on it kind of a thing yep. but i just didn't play enough um and i can't remember my like full ideas on it but i do very much enjoy the art style and i do remember enjoying the traversal with the kunai knives and i do just think it's overall really really cool and of course there's naturally the disclaimer that there's only two of us so we can't play every game let alone every indie game right. because there's literally thousands that come out every week so 
Of course, there are going to be some that slip through the cracks. If you would like us to play an indie game, make sure that you message us at IndiePod, and we will try to do so. We, mm-hmm. I, I very much think we are pretty amenable to actually checking out the games that people recommend, especially Josh. Josh plays a shitload of games that people recommend. Yeah, Me, I I'm do. like, nah. <laughs> yeah, I've had a, I've had a couple of people uh, reach out before to try games, even if it's just like, even if it's just you know like an alpha or a, a demo of a game. I've had a couple of people who have reached out, and there there have been some pretty cool ones. There was like a um, a shmup uh, game that uh, God, I can't remember his name on Twitter. It's like Retro Cemetery Drew, Retro Drew. Oh yeah, no, um, I think it is Retro Cemetery Drew. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, he reached out and he had a pretty cool shmup game uh, that was very like uh, Ikaruga. I think is the way you call it. I, I don't remember exactly, but it's basically like a shmup where you have to collect, like there's two different colors that are coming at you and you have to change between them. It was like, he describes it as an easier version of it, um, but it was pretty cool. Like, I mean, if there's things that you want me to try out and give feedback or to talk about on the podcast, like, you know, let us know. Yeah, absolutely. And the last game I have on here is once again proving that I did not adhere to Josh's list. I mean, honestly, like, is... hold up. Because adhering to my list, like, I made a rule and broke it in the same list. Like, you'll see what I mean, <laughs> and I'll talk about it. So my my list means, basically, that I don't give a shit about time, uh, is what I'm saying. <laughs> is because early access okay. or 1.0 means nothing. It means, did I play it in this, and did it come out? And I, I could, I'm like, I'm using this to my advantage by saying it came out because it 1.0'd, or it came out because it's an early i'm bending the rules yeah i'm bending the rules so it's like at some point it launched whether that be an early access or a 1.0 so i'm using it to fit into my category so basically time means nothing (laughs) you're like my rules mean nothing that's what i'm saying uh so the the last game on my honorable mention is actually risk of rain 2 by hapu games mostly just because i didn't play enough i've only unlocked a couple of the characters i very much enjoyed the huntress character i thought she was really really cool but there are of course like fucking 20 or something there's a shitload of them and i haven't gotten very far in it so i just feel like i haven't played enough but i very much enjoyed the loop and i think it definitely deserved and uh, to be in like my honorable mentions for this year because it is a very good game however much i didn't play and of course if i didn't mention a game that i possibly have played this year it doesn't necessarily mean that it didn't like deserve to be on this list or anything it just means that i fucking suck at remembering what games i played this year that is 100 so, percent true i keep that in mind <laughs> if there wasn't if there wasn't a catalog in steam of what i had played I wouldn't know. <laughs> I don't remember anything. I had to look through it this year and I was like, that was this year? Like, would have never thought about a lot of these games. Yeah, I absolutely should have gone through the fucking Steam thing to see what I played. Because mm-hmm. that would have made this a lot easier. But I feel like the games I played, like, these are these are the ones that really came um, to, to prove that I believe they are the ones that had the most impact on me. And this is, of course, a transition to our top five, is that... They were the first ones I thought of. Like, mm-hmm. they they made a lasting impact on the way I thought about indie games in 2020. So I was like, oh, okay. Like, I remembered that game, and I remembered very much enjoying it. So it obviously made more of a lasting impact than, let's say, like, I don't fucking know. Like, I can't even remember. That's the point. That's the point. Can't remember it. All right, <laughs> let's start with our top five. Do you want to do back and forth? 
Uh, sure. What is your number five? Okay, so my number five uh, is Spelunky 2. <gasps> so low. So low. Ooh. I mean, starting so... off so high and so low, I'm actually kind of excited to find out so uh, what the rest low. of your list is. Yeah, I don't think you'll be surprised at all. Um, it's a lot of card games, isn't it's it? It's a lot. There's, there's a couple. Um, what I am looking at, though, in this list is literally every single one of my games is a roguelike. It's my genre of choice. Um, That's not surprising. <laughs> it's not surprising at all. So Spelunky 2 is amazing. And I've talked about this a couple of times, but um, Spelunky 2 is just such a good game, man. It's It's got the rogue-like style that just a lot of other games don't get as as well like i it's it's challenging and it is frustrating and it is unforgiving but it is all about finding secrets it's all about finding out more about the world understanding the bits and pieces the intricacies that go into this environment it's just you progressing because you're getting better because you're getting more knowledgeable and it's just it's so fun plus i just started playing uh multiplayer with it like co-op online co-op and man, does that make it even crazier. Like, it's so fun because I, I bought it for a buddy of mine because uh, it was his birthday and I was like, hey, play this game with me. It's really good. And so he doesn't know anything that's happening in the game. And I'm trying to teach him. You're just going to end it there. Like, he, he just doesn't know, doesn't know anything. anything. <laughs> dumb as dumb as rocks. No, he's <laughs> no, he's he's a really smart dude. And he's, he's really good at games, but not Spelunky. Um he doesn't know anything about this game and I'm trying to teach him, but Spelunky 2 is so chaotic and you'd think that you're like, oh, I have two people, so it'll be easier, right? No. Anything you do in this game, if you like crack the whip, that's your main weapon in this game, you crack the whip and you're next to your buddy, your little partner, you'll smack him and he'll go flying and hit a bunch of things and just kill himself. And it is so damn chaotic when he's just trying to learn things and trying to figure out and is pressing buttons. And it's like, it's almost like putting an extra difficulty level on the game of me trying to deal with him and the enemies around me. And it's honestly- He's an environmental hazard. You're just like, ah! It's such a blast though. There was a moment where we both had two turkeys and we were riding and we both had two shotguns. And I was just like, we're like this awesome turkey biker gang. It looks ridiculous, (laughs) but it was so fun, man. And I, I- I have a lot of a lot of really fond memories with this game, even though it just came out recently. But like, it's a good one. Okay, all right. I just Spelunky is like it's totally not a game for me. I I feel <laughs> it's so not, bad because like, it's not it's not for everyone, man. And it's it's honestly like a lot of it. It's not even for me. Like I I know it's way too hard for me. <laughs> like I've gotten pretty far in it. Like I'm farther than most people I would say who would try to pick this up. But like. I don't think I'll ever beat this game. But I totally understand the appeal, though. I I totally get why people love the, like, Spelunky and Spelunky 2 so much. Uh, all about, like, the sense of discovery. I, I totally get it. Like, it seems really cool and the, like, random nature of it. But it's just never going to be a game for me. And it's not even because I'm just bad at video games. It's also just because it's, like... I don't like roguelike that much. I don't oh, like wow. having a Can't feeling of, like... Can't wait for you to like, hear my list. I know. Jesus. It's know. like dominated with roguelikes. It's going to branch so, off. You're going to keep doing indie stuff, and I'm just going to do a whole podcast on roguelikes. I bet you could. <clears throat> I, I 100% guarantee you, by the time this episode comes out for patrons, somebody, and I'm assuming it's going to be probably... 
I would like to say Will is going to say, or Sam is going to say that they would listen to your roguelike podcast. They would. Uh, so my number five is If Found by Dreamfeel. Um, it is an adventure game, um, kind of a visual novel, more of. It's actually a visual novel. I don't know why I said adventure game. Uh, I mean, in a sense. It's a visual novel that came out in May of 2020. This game, I I still haven't actually finished it, even though it's not that long, but it made a real lasting impact on me because I loved the story it told and how it did so. I loved the art. Um, it's all this like really interesting kind of hand-drawn, almost doodle-esque art with the added layer of like these weird animations that kind of remind me of like early like 90s computer effects similar to like what hyperspace outlaw did i believe is what it's called um so it has a mix of that in its art style and i really really like that and the entire idea of like the erasing mechanic of the game i find kind of cool where you would the like the entire way that you kind of like the the way that you go through and actually impact the world or find out the story is by erasing sections of these pages or coloring them in um, with an eraser or uncovering things. And it's it's really interesting. And I I love the way that this gameplay, like the, the gameplay loop kind of leads into how, like both the story itself and how the story is told about kind of like erasing who you thought you were and who people believe you should be and creating who you want to be. I I very much enjoy that. I like the story a lot about like a kid kind of having trouble with school and coming home and learning so much about themselves, like coming of ages stories. Like I think they hit everybody in a very interesting way. Mm. Um, so I would... I would 100% recommend If Found. The the one big, like, I guess, quote-unquote, issue I would have with it, which is actually not a knock on the game at all. It's just something that I personally am like, oh, okay, I see so much merit in this game. The one thing that detracts me from it is that it doesn't necessarily have gameplay, which, of course, mm. is a visual novel. Like, that's right. kind of what they do. So that's why I'm saying it's not a knock. It's not a critique or anything. It's just like, oh, cool. It's just the one thing that makes it a little bit further down on my list is that it doesn't necessarily have a any real gameplay other than the erasing, which I, I love. This is once again where like the idea of art and video games, like one is a game, one is art, and how do they come together? This is one of those games that heavily leans toward art and storytelling, and I think it's very good, so that hit my number five spot. Of course, that's If Found by Dreamfeel. Very much enjoyed it. Love the story. Love the art. But the one thing that held it back for me uh, was its lack of gameplay. Mm -hmm. So, Josh, it's one what of those, is your... Uh, it's one of those, uh, the genre being good jelly, not my jam. Ooh, yeah, dude. Hell yeah. I Bring keep thinking about that. I think about that every day now. It's just Stuck so good. Head. It's like, so good. this should be a motto for everybody. I don't it's know like, how other people aren't things. saying this. It's just this. good jelly, not my jam. Yeah, this should be like for everything. Like, I want to use this so all smart, the time. Dude. So smart. So smart. Big brain. Big brain. Genius. Galaxy brainy. Galaxy brain, just... some might say. Anyway, so my number four, we go to Ring of Pain. Really? Ring, Ring of, of pain, pain is your number four. Number four. Ring of Pain. How much you want to bet? Uh, here, I'm gonna I'm gonna see if I can okay. guess something. Okay. 
I want to guess. I believe Hades is on your list, but I do not think it is number one. It is not. I think a card game is number one. It is not. And I think, no way. I was going to say, I think it's Monster Train. I think Monster Train is somewhere on your list, though. You're getting getting good here. All right, all right. (laughs) But you don't know what number one is, is what I'm saying. I don't know what number one is, man. All right, all right, all right. Think of it, think of it, think of it. You'll get there, you'll get there. It's uh, if you check out my uh, my history of what I'm what I've been playing a lot, you'll know what my number one is. Anyway, so number four though is Ring of Pain. Now Ring of Pain is an amazing game. I I have this lower on the list because honestly the replayability isn't there for me. Um, it's it's obviously there. Really? Yeah. That's so kind it's kind of interesting. It's there, but it's one that I haven't been as compelled to keep going because a lot of parts of the game will become stale and what i mean by that is there are story bits in this game and little things that you can do that amount to the story but as you keep doing them they're always the same and um those aspects the the character like owl the main like bird character that you see he'll say kind of the same thing you don't really get anything different as you keep beating them like you get a harder version, but once you get to the hardest version, that's kind of it. You're not really unlocking too many things. There's there's a good amount um, of trying to like unlock different, getting certain achievements, so you get different items that you'll find in it. But um, honestly, like I I think it's still an amazing game because it's just it's so damn good. Like the art style to it is amazing. The soundtrack to it is creepy as hell. And honestly, just playing it even on the easier mode and going through and just trying to achievement hunt is actually a lot of fun for me. So I just, I, it needs to be on this list. I just don't think it's tippity top, but it's honestly a great game. What are you awesome. smiling about I, over there? You, you trying to find out what game you're trying to find? Yeah, I that's think what I think. I, know your list. <laughs> I think Hades is number three. Monster Train is number two. And I think Gunfire Reborn is number one. Mm, mm. Could be, could be, maybe, <laughs> maybe. We'll see. See, when you said it was a game you played a lot, I was just like, what the fuck games came out this year, dude? Oh, yeah, I know. And then you said, yeah. Yeah, well, me. we'll see. We'll see. We'll see if you're I'm right. I'm excited. I'm excited to find out. But my number four, well, I guess before I get to my number four, I have to say Ring of Pain, I think, has such a such a cool art style, even though it's like super creepy. I really enjoy That's it. That's the best I love part. It. It's so creep. And honestly, I didn't even mention it, but like, Hands down, one of the best parts is the the fact that they created that uh, the the Twitch integration with it because letting people draw the characters <laughs> and it's a penis and, and it you're becomes like, I don't know what this does <laughs> and it becomes a pe- dude that happened to me so many times because I didn't know them by name so I kept looking at it and I was like what the hell is this it's just a penis what is, what's coming to hit me like so funny to me like there's a lot of great twitch moments from that and like i love the the community building that it adds to that obviously it doesn't have to be a penis but you know a lot of times <laughs> obviously it doesn't have to be it doesn't but have it to does, be though. but it does it does <laughs> at least once you know you got to get a penis out of the way first like and then you're like all right let's let's get to some real drawings here or just more absolutely penises. and i mean dude you got to freaking gotta put in there that it's got good slime design like i don't know why you didn't mention that um yeah that's not my jam just saying so so you're like i can't even say it's good jelly it's just not just not my jam (laughs) (laughs) so for me number four is once again a visual novel actually um this is necrobarista by Mm. route 59 i absolutely adove the uh, adove 
I a adore. I, well, I adore. I adore and love the art style mm-hmm. and the characters. I think they're so awesome and so weird. And I I want to say eclectic. They're just so a mixture of so many things that I enjoy so much about them, but also. Like it, it constantly makes me want to learn more about them. But at the same time, I didn't necessarily ever get the payoff that I wanted mm-hmm. with these characters. I mean, I haven't beaten it, so it's very possible that, like, I, I just didn't get far enough in the game to actually get the emotional payoff that I would really like. But the entire concept of there being a kind of like a coffee shop that exists on kind of the border between life and death where people like spirits can go and kind of work through their emotions before they die is is so awesome the the characters are just so interesting and i i liked them a lot so i had to put necrobarista on here but it's basically for the same reason if found somewhat just lacking gameplay really like kind of put it lower on my list but i enjoyed it so much that i had to include it mostly just because of the characters i i love their dynamic i thought they were really awesome the way they work together was was really really cool and i guess kind of the relationships between them was probably my favorite i do have Hmm. to say you held still for quite a while and i thought you either froze i thought you froze because you were literally just like i was just really into it and then i saw you blink and i was like whoa (laughs) <laughs> i'll just keep doing this for now long. Ah, okay, okay. the audio uh, yeah, is like so, what the fuck <laughs> necrobarista by route 59 love the characters and the music music's really good it's like mm-hmm. it's a bop right there um but overall lacking gameplay so that put it a little bit further down on my list but i liked the game so much and the characters sure? so you seem much. to you seem to not want gameplay you're given all these these top games these, well no uh... these next three games are just gameplay basically oh, all right, well all right, actually we'll that's see. not true the next game is mostly gameplay then there is an intertwining of gameplay and narrative and then the my number one is is a great mashup of both so mm, there you go. sounds like one of those might be hades um <laughs> so i'll i'll jump to mine which is number three so vaughn you were so close fuck but, did you put hades as number two but hades is, is number trade? two damn it hades is number two so number three i know my whole list is getting just fucking spoiled number three is monster train it's predictable I know. well i mean <laughs> If people know me, they know me, you know? I don't fucking know you, clearly. Uh, (laughs) Monster Train is my third. And I think Monster Train, going into why it's above Ring of Pain, because I think that both of these games are very, uh, very close to me, but like Monster Train has things like Slay the Spire where they have these ascensions. So you beat the game, right? And when you beat the game, you're like, I I did it, I beat the game. But then it says, hold, 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 hold. Let's make the game harder and let's do little things that kind of screw you over or make the enemy stronger and let's layer that into levels so that it goes higher and higher. So each time that you beat it, you then have to beat it again, but at a very small variation that makes it a little bit harder. And it keeps doing that and doing that and doing it, doing it which constantly pushes you to say like, oh, I need to change my my idea behind this, my whole ideal behind what is strong and what's not. Because as you start going, you'll get things like for Monster Train specifically where the cart, the 
the area that you can place your monsters, they'll start taking away room. So you don't have as much room as you did when you were on the level one version, or they'll start making things cost more. They'll start making things uh, more, more damaging, like little bits and pieces where because of that, you can't have the same strategy and it makes it so you have to adapt, not only because you're playing this RNG game with all of the cards or the different monsters that you might get, but you also have to play the game Meaning you have to play a a challenge of what is really the best based on what level of difficulty you're on. And plus, like with with Monster Train, it's hard to to beat uh, or with Ring of Pain, it's hard to beat Monster Train just because there's so much variability in the fact that you have these different classes, these different characters, so many different monsters. Like, I think it's just there's a bit more in this game in its complexity, which just makes it better for me personally. Um, but I will say I do like the animation much better in ring of pain but monster train is super cute and super awesome uh for anyone who likes slay the spire if you don't have monster train you're a fool <laughs> you're a fool that's just if you that is like the next in the progression of people who play slay the spire once you're done you play monster train i mean i love monster train's art style i think their creature designs are so cool like they, I, I mean, this is coming from somebody who hasn't actually played the game. So I know very little about it, but the small bits I have, it reminds me so much of like the awesome creature designs that I remember from like cartoons as I was a kid that, that were like card games. So like Yu-Gi-Oh and fucking Duel Masters, which is hilarious to bring up because nobody fucking knows what that is. What are you talking but, about? knows what that is. Yeah, of course, Errol knows what that is. He's got a fucking JRPG like a Japanese podcast. That's what he should know what Duel Masters is. But I I really adore the like the creature design in Monster Train. Sadly, it is just never going to be a game that I will play. Um, it's it, it's like an interesting mix between like strategy and mm -hmm. random like shit you have to deal with that I'm just not into. So I like good. predictability, dude. No, it's so good. Just give it a <laughs> chance. Just give it a chance. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. I mean, shit, dude. If I can make like some slime decks or something, you know what I mean? Just like get a bunch of slime. That'd be pretty cool. That'd be pretty there's cool. There's like, like there's there's wax people. They're like candles who are like melty. Kind of like slimes. It's not exactly slime. <sighs> so. So close. for my number, you're like close, but no cigar for my number three. It has to be the pathless by giant squid. Mm. Um, I've talked about this in the, the past couple episodes where I initially was actually kind of lukewarm on the game. Yeah. I'm surprised um, I, this got all the way to three. Yeah. Well, I, I enjoy see here's where gameplay comes in. Ooh. Um, See, I was initially lukewarm on the game because I thought that it actually kind of like overall lacked interesting gameplay. I didn't enjoy that it was all about just like going and collecting these these like totems to then go and light up towers kind of a thing. Like I didn't understand why that was interesting and I didn't think the traversal had enough to actually keep me interested in the game. Mm -hmm. But after fighting a couple bosses i actually began to enjoy it even though the bosses became see here's my biggest issue with the game and the reason why it's actually number three mm -hmm. is that i love the art style i think the art style looks absolutely amazing i love the music i love the atmosphere that exists within the pathless but 
it's gameplay just gets really repetitive. Mm. The the entire idea of like sliding around all the time, it is cool. Admittedly, like I do think it's cool to see. It's kind of like getting a higher and higher combo in like a fighting game, which I've never done because I fucking suck at video games. Yeah. But it's kind of like seeing how long I can go just consistently running with a small stamina bar, having just like nailed all of these shots, flying through the air. It, it really, it has an interesting flair to it that I think is really, really awesome. But that being literally like the only gameplay mechanic that exists in the game gets really repetitive where everything is just based on movement and like lock on targeting like if if it required me to actually shoot the bow instead of it just locking on to something and me shooting an arrow like mm-hmm. clicking a button to shoot an arrow i i think i would actually enjoy it a little bit more because then it would weigh in that like skill a little right. bit but i could see how hard that would actually be considering like you're constantly moving at like a breakneck pace through these arenas so i get why they do what they do um but I do believe it gets a little bit repetitive, especially like the only mechanic that exists in it is shooting, like shooting these eyeball looking things with arrows. Right. That's it. Uh, the puzzles themselves, though, they do redeem that a little bit for me where it's like it was kind of like a refreshing change of pace when I'd come across a puzzle and have to figure it out, like figure out how to shoot my bow into an eyeball thing, because there's a little bit of a there's a little bit of a. A thing I have to get through. I have to move this so that I can shoot my bow into this eyeball and then this eyeball and then this eyeball. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. there's that. But I very much enjoyed it. Um, I love the art style. I think the story of the God Slayer is really, really cool. I still have yet to finish it. If you haven't noticed, um, literally only one game on my list I've actually finished. Hot damn. So, yeah, yeah. <sighs> uh-huh. Let's get them. All the all the internet trolls gonna start raging. <laughs> See, here's the thing is like, I enjoy them, but I'm also not saying that they're the best games that came out this year. I mean, it would be different if we were an actual, like, I don't know, anyone who mattered. <laughs> like, True. Like, I don't know. True. Like, Indie Pod's Game of the Year isn't going to make well, that's anything. Also and why we're also it's like, it's our they're top my five personal. List. Right. Yeah. It's like, yeah. it's my personal top five. This is not indie pods game of the year right like it's if we had to choose one i do not think it would actually be possible for us to come to it would be it would be so hard because our interests are so yeah they're just very different different. yeah it would be really hard and i think the only thing we could probably agree on is like hades yeah yeah i i think there are very few games that we could actually agree as like game of the year material right like it would be such a discussion that we would have to go through that's why i think we need a third we need a third person to be mm. like the maybe like, that's yeah the the referee here we need some yeah. middle ground person maybe that's what you know to spoil chris's question 2021 Big change we'll, in 2021 yeah we'll look for a, a third, third. <laughs> that would be cool but yeah, the, the Pathless, number three, um, haven't finished it, but I very much enjoy it at the time of this recording. I think it's really cool. I would like to go back to finish it, but like I said, honestly, this week I haven't played like anything. Last week I really didn't get to play a whole lot. Like Life is just a little bit too busy right now, but I'm hoping it slows down a bit. Life never slows um, down. You just deal with it better. I think it's just me needing to like figure out my work schedule. Soon I'll be able yep. to actually change my work schedule to make it a little bit better. 
Um, but currently my work schedule, like I get off at a weird time and it's like hard to get on and play games or have literally any motivation to do anything other than just watch fucking episodes of bones. So yeah, yeah, it's hard to do, but you're number two. What is he? What is it? It's Hades, baby. It's Hades. Honestly, I struggle with this one because like I liked Hades a lot. I think that people blew their fucking lids because there was so much horny energy in this game. Dude, seriously. Which like honestly like a thirst pot. I don't really care about too much. Like that wasn't my jam kind of a thing for this game. I was just like real good story. Real good mechanics. It's a roguelike or roguelite. Seems like my jam. You just get to the end, you're like, it's real good. It's real good. Real good. Um I mean I did I loved the way that they like honestly, my favorite part about this, and they're not the first people to do this. Like people were were going crazy about this this idea of dying and being excited to die kind of a thing in the game because you progress the story even when you die like this isn't the first game that's done it which was why i was kind of like a little butthurt and why i'm always like (sighs) like i'm just being one of those those like you know anti-poser like we already did this before type things so i always feel like i need to not rank it so high because everyone else is which is a dumb reason like i i admit it's a dumb reason but i i get your idea of it is it's like they're they're ranking it so high because they're like, they're an unprecedented like, this gameplay mechanic. Never... And you're just like, it's existed before, motherfucker. Yeah, it's like, this has never been done before. It's like, yes, it has. They did it real well because Supergiant does things real well. But like, it's not the first. But that being said, like, it's still an amazing game. It still has an awesome storyline that that makes sense of why you keep replaying, which I think is, is kind of rare. A lot of these roguelikes will just say like, we started it again kind of a thing and that's just how it goes so i did enjoy that i love the the uh mythology behind all of this the actual gameplay to it is challenging but fair which i love games like this um and i just i loved the idea with roguelites of trying to pair different combinations of like these boons and these these creating these builds where you're like okay what resonates with me whether it be a weapon whether it be a type of boon and then having the game force you through the collection of you know getting more more uh dark soul essence whatever the currency was called i don't even remember um darkness darkness dark soul energy whatever close enough you got it close (laughs) enough man words what are they um but trying to put that in into perspective of like hey use this weapon to get more of it to like force you to try new things which is great like there's a lot of mechanics in here that are just like i said they're not the first to do these but they really perfected them in a great way um yeah i don't know i we've talked so much about this i don't think there's any point of harping on it even more but hades is number two speaking of harping on it hades is number two on my hades list is number as well. two, motherfucker. <laughs> So, honestly, I, I think you did a really good job of explaining why Hades is so good. Obviously, the the random nature of it is a little bit different for the two of us. Um, yep. The, the My big things are I absolutely love the narrative and the characters, and I really, really adore the the way I, I really do enjoy the uh, whole narrative aspect of it, the death and everything. 
But the thing I enjoy the most is actually the accessibility feature of including the God mode, mm. which does not actually like it's not a difficulty setting. It doesn't just make everything easier for you. Instead, you just go through and progressively as you die, get stronger and stronger. And essentially, like it just makes things a little bit less hard for you to where like you still die and you still are forced to understand the mechanics of this game. But. More you get to yeah it's it's much more forgiving for little dum-dums like myself did you use and the god mode i started in the end i didn't hmm. for the longest time i got all the way to elysium and then just kept getting my dick punched in by mm -hmm. the two bosses in elysium and i was like dude fuck they're yeah no. they're they're tough to I, I felt like they were a pretty weird like difficulty spike um for people just starting to play it Especially because there's fucking two of them. <laughs> what the shit is that about? Like just strafe. Constant okay. Strafe. It's Constant easy to strafe. say when you're good at video games, bitch. <laughs> I wouldn't classify myself as good, but okay. But I very much enjoyed Hades. Um, I'm a big fan of the thirst trap, dude. I like it a lot. That horny okay. Energy. Like Zagreus, he's a cute boy. Uh, fucking Achilles, he's a cute boy. Megara, ooh, I know, Meg. she's a hottie. Like literally, everyone it. in this fucking game is a hottie. Like Cerberus, like I ain't into dogs, but what's that? No, that one. No, no, no. Um, that's a weird one. There's obviously like the other characters as well that it did so. Like I love that it fleshed out these side characters so much. Like yes. Medusa or Dusa was just so interesting. How it took this age-old like kind of villain character and actually made her much more of a loving and interesting character in mm -hmm. hades like she's just a floating head that's like obviously in love with zagreus like she's obviously has a fucking thing for him but every time he tries to speak to her she just like fucking skaters up Breaks the wall out. like a weirdo yeah, yeah. <laughs> like and I, I like it too because he, to your point you know the the building the the background or the characters she freaks out for like 20 times, but the 21st time she starts to actually talk to you. Like you build that relationship where she stops being as like manic about everything. Yeah, and characters change, which is so nice. There's like so much character development. Also, I never got to the fact that uh, Achilles is actually like he, the reason he leaves is to go to Elysium to see that fucking character. I had no idea that was real. I just saw somebody do some fan art for it, and I was like, that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> so there's just so much about that game that I do really, really love, but, and here's the nitpick thing. I hate the way it ducks fucking audio. It bothers the shit out of me, okay? I fucking hate it. It's just so annoying. Like, once you realize they them doing it, it's so annoying, especially when they take long, like, instances where conversations have a lull for a second and somebody who's supposed to be like waiting for some sort of response or something where they'll talk and then you'll hear the audio go up and then immediately down and then up and down and up and down i'm like stop just stop it's annoying <laughs> really bothered me huh? really bothered me but it's like i mean i just i really love the game honestly the, the game in my number one spot really is just there because I, I truly feel like it's just, it's kind of more, more my jam. That's <sighs> really the only reason that it got number one over Hades. Yeah, and I the cannot. fact that I'll never be able to beat Hades. It's just never going to happen. 
Like, you should, uh, it's a shame because you should see the ending because it's pretty good. Well, I guess there's a couple of, of endings because you have to beat it ten times. But dude, it's good. fuck that. That's like so absurd. I'm like, I can't beat it once, and you're like, but you could maybe beat it ten. Beat it ten times, and then you'll get <laughs> a good ending, kind of. Um, okay, Josh, what is your number one pick? Well, we already kind of spoiled it, but yes, my number one pick is Gunfire Reborn. Uh, I've talked about this a couple times. Yeah, yeah, you're the best. Proud of myself. I know, I'm so <laughs> proud of you. Gunfire Reborn is great. It's like, I don't know, it is the Risk of Rain 2 of 2000 and, uh, well, yeah, the Risk of Rain 2 of 2020 for me. It is a first-person shooter. Well, is it first-person? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's first-person yeah, it shooter. Where you are... And the story doesn't really make too much sense, but you're basically these these characters. You're either a cat, a dog, or a bird, and each one of those characters has different abilities. They have uh, specific, like the bird can do these these uh, actual. Um, what am I having so much issue with? Uh, actually, melee attacking characters. The dog can uh, dual wield guns. The cat has these like orb mystical powers to like lock people and like use CC. And then there's a ton of guns. They seem like a little bit more of, of like a unique gameplay experience between yes. the three characters. Yes. And then there's there's like a whole progression like skill tree that every time you play the game, you're unlocking this currency <clears throat> that you can put into building your character out to make them stronger for the next run. So there's progression in between each one. So it's usually like you're playing it and you're constantly getting better. It's very similar to like that Hades uh, approach of, you know, you play a game, you die and you don't make it, but then you get to upgrade a few abilities and the next time you're a little bit stronger you understand the different weapons that are available because there's a ton of different guns each of the guns can have inscriptions on them kind of like borderland style where it's you don't know what you're going to get on that gun and it might be something really good or it might be something eh, whatever um but you're cycling through you have different ways of upgrading them in that actual run and you're able to play with up to four people like you know you and three other friends and it's just it's so much fun man it's a it's a really good time and it's one of those things where um just like roguelikes you play it and you start off where you're like this is impossible how do you beat this boss or how do you get you know to xyz and then by the end of it where i'm at right now i don't know how i ever had trouble with it and it's like really crazy but it's just such a fun time i tried it out so there's like three difficulties and i always play on the the hardest difficulty now and i went down to achievement hunt uh, a few things because you have to beat like a boss in 10 seconds and i was like all right i'm gonna try this so i knocked it down to normal my god it is insane how there's only like two enemies in a room and i'm like normally this is like 50 people hitting me like how did i ever play this on normal and think this was a hard time but like <laughs> That being said, that was just a weird tangent. Um, it's it's just so good, and and the replayability is great. I think it's great if you have friends who just want to pick up a game and play. Like it's not like a crazy, insane like first person shooter where it's everything's you know super realistic. But I think it's just it's a like very quirky, very fun. It has a, a bit of challenging elements to it with some of the the different bosses and things like in the late game to it. Like it's a good time. All right. Well, Gunfire Reborn, the little bit that I played, I thought it was really fun. I'm just not good enough to uh, not just good play with me. Damn it. Play, play with me. Game. I'll carry you. I will carry okay. you. Okay. We'll play it. Okay. And I'll carry you. You know what, dude? I'm, I might have some free time. 
Yo, people's wanting like let's plays and shit. Let's fucking do it. Let's, let's do a I'm gonna, Gunfire yeah, Reborn. Let's I'm play. Gonna, I'm gonna teach you how to play Gunfire Reborn. Okay, okay. I want to play a different character. You, <laughs> I, it's just that was my one I know big that thing. Is, is like I was just like, can I just stop playing this fucking character? Yeah. Why do I have to get to such a high level to unlock the others? The the progression system in it is kind of shitty, but once you get past that, it's like great. But yeah, it is weird that they're like, do you want to <laughs> play the dog? How about getting to level thirty? And you're like, Jesus. And then like, oh, we also have a bird character, level forty. And you're like, why do you keep doing this? But like now I'm level 125, I'm max level. And I'm like, any character they come out with next, who cares? Because I'm just going to have it. But like, that's another thing. They're coming out with, they have a roadmap and they have two extra characters. They're constantly adding new scrolls and new guns to this game. Like it's a, it's a good game. Play the game. Yeah. Gunfire Reborn, I thought it was really cool. I love the like kind of terracotta art style to it. Like everything looks really kind of old. I mean, this is yeah. obviously showing that I've only been in the first world. I've never gotten further than that because I don't know if it changes up. But I I really like it. And I, I love that like you can see the difference between characters where everyone, and once again, only been in the first world, but everyone like they are all these like terracotta or these kind of like sculpture-esque creatures and then when you your character yourself and the bosses it actually shows a difference in their character design where the boss looks so different mm -hmm. that you're just like okay i understand the escalation of power here where it's like i'm not fucking with the fucking I, i'm not messing with a terracotta warrior i'm fucking with this gigantic behemoth that'll punch me once and kill me like I get it. I get it. I like that a lot. It translates well. Like, the art style translates well to its gameplay. And I think that's very cool. But, overall, I thought I thought Gunfire Reborn was really cool. It's just... I'm bad at it. It's okay, man. <laughs> I'm, I'm here for you. I'll pick you up. Okay, okay. Okay, big boy. So, <laughs> my number one... Was Ori and the Will of the Wisps uh, by Moon Studios. You know what? I fucking forgot about that game. That probably would have been <laughs> on my list if I remembered it. <laughs> See, I was actually going to say, like, when you were like, yeah, I think the only game that we could agree on was Hades, and I was going to say you know Ori, what? but I was like, he's going to guess mine is Ori. Yeah, so you know I'm not what? We, that probably would have been it then. Um, yeah, I don't know if I would have changed my list. Maybe I would have taken off. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. But it's, but it's a damn good game, man. It like It's up there. That's what I mean. Like, this is what I meant by, like, each... Originally, it was, like, I like art style and story. Art style, story, and music. And then it just continued to get a little bit deeper where it was, like, lacking gameplay, lacking gameplay. Gameplay is a bit repetitive. And then it was just, like, some, like, nitpicky shit and me not being able to beat the game. But guess fuck what? I beat this game. Hell yeah. You know, <laughs> That's only because so of a spoiler you... cast. Yes, exactly. Um, Ori and the Will of the Wisps, I I just loved it so much. I, I loved its cinematic nature. I love the massive changes to gameplay between the two. Like, having played them one after the other one month and the next month we played yeah. Ori and the Will of the Wisps, we got to see exactly how they changed things, and it was, like, totally different. I I very much enjoyed it. I, I love the new, like, pin system that they made that very much was just like hollow knight like it was straight out of fucking hollow Knight's oh book. yeah i mean they clearly took a lot of inspiration from hollow knight but that being said i love hollow knight and it was uh orion will was pretty great they took yeah it's like hey if you're gonna take metroidvania like if you're gonna take little bits 
that exist in a Metroidvania should be Hollow Knight. Like, yeah. it just, I get it. So, I really, really loved Ori and the Will of the Wisps. I, I loved the story of its characters and this new world and how it kind of concluded Ori's story specifically. Mm-hmm. I thought it was awesome. Um, I loved interacting with these characters and learning that there are actually many more kind of like races of creatures that exist within these forests and it's showing that there's an expansive world that we know nothing about kind of showing that there is a possibility for later Ori games. I think it's awesome. Um, I absolutely loved Ori and the Will of the Wisps. I think it was fantastic. I honestly can't think of many things that I would have to say that I think are poor about it. The one thing being like, that sometimes it has bad checkpoints. That's mm. about it. Like, I I hated, and this is specifically just in the first boss fight when you fight the Toad, that, like, <laughs> having to do that boss fight over and over and over and over again mm-hmm. was so fucking annoying. But other than that, honestly loved the game. Um, I, I don't know if I could say anything more about it because I just feel like it did so much so perfect it was just great there's there's obviously like no game is perfect there are things that annoyed me about it and i'm sure if you listen to the spoiler cast i probably harped on them a lot but games is so fucking good it's so good i agree fucking loved it so awesome so that is our indie games of the year of course josh's gunfire reborn mine ori the will of the wisps i think it says something about us that we had such different lists entirely like the fact I, I feel like it does show that Hades is actually a really good game that both of us had to mention it, mm-hmm. one. And just our difference in taste in general is shown with our lists, yeah. where it's like, 100%. I never, I like, Hades is the closest to a roguelike I would ever get. And then there, it's just not happening with any others. Oh, like, man. Yeah, it's, I mean, a lot of the games you mentioned in your list, I wouldn't really touch either. So it's just, I mean, it's good, though. Exactly. Hey, we're doing, you know, we're, we're getting the word out for multiple genres and types for whoever, uh, you know, whatever your jam actually is. Oh, yeah. So, of course, these are our Indie Game of the Years, but I would like to hear yours. So feel free to tweet at us at IndiePod on Twitter or join our Discord and post in our general chat what your favorite indie game or just Game of the Year was. I would like to have a discussion about it because typically they're not civil. Um, And I would like to have just kind of a loving discussion about video games. So join our Discord. Go to at IndiePod on Twitter. I have the pinned tweet that actually has an everlasting link to our discord now because the other one you know what's funny too is i originally (laughs) sent you a never-ending link and you didn't use that one yes whoops you you big (laughs) dum-dum see i yeah i just went to like oh invite people make a link kind of a thing like that's how i did it and i didn't realize that it put a time limit on it yeah (laughs) i thought that was kind of weird but now as promised we have to get into our listener questions philip renshaw the Wombat Emperor of Australia writes in and says, what was the best Christmas present you ever received? Not this year, because obviously it would be this we've had, but oh, yeah. <laughs> ever, ever have you received a, an amazing Christmas present and what was it? Um, Not to go with the whole um, like video game aesthetic to it, but uh, probably an N64. 
I had one of those moments, the the N64 kid. Not as crazy, but that was probably my my favorite Christmas gift. Because normal, like now that I'm getting older, you know, a lot of the gifts are just like, here's some money or here's some clothes or whatever. But like the Fuck, most- Fuck, dude, I love money though. There's something special. <laughs> Actually, here's the thing. You heard it People here, folks. Like, <laughs> no, so people are like, money is, they, they feel like it's disingenuous. They're like, no, it's just, I want to get you something special. And I totally understand that. But when you have absolutely no idea what I want and you can't like deduce it, just give me a gift card. Yeah. Like, well, and don't make it to a restaurant. Fuck people oh, who give yeah. you gift cards to restaurants. That shit is so annoying. Cause I'm like, bro, I don't like Olive Garden. Like, what made you think I like Olive Garden? Yeah, I have a couple of gift cards like that where I'm just like, I'm never going to use this. Yeah, I just sell them to my friends. Like, they're just like, they'll eat it. And I'm just like, that's $10 that I didn't have before, mm-hmm. yeah. you know. But there is also something really special about somebody just buying you something off the list that you gave them. <laughs> You're so like, ridiculous. sweet. I didn't have to spend my own money on this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, I, I don't know. Because I like... If someone gives me money, I'd probably just like I'm so bad with with rationalizing what that money will go to. And I'm just like, cool, I got money. And then I'm just like, I'll put it in the bank. And then I just never forget, like never remember it. And I'm like, like, it's good. Like, it's always good to have money. Right. But like, I don't specifically use it. So I'd rather have it where they give me like a gift card to something specific, even though, you know, maybe you might get that. I got it to Olive Garden and then I don't do anything with it. But also Olive Garden, man. I don't go there anymore since they gave me plastic to eat that one time. That was disgusting. What? I got the... Like literal plastic or yeah, you just like... literal plastic. I got Alfredo Fettuccine or whatever it is. And uh, they like, I guess they wrap, you know, like saran wrap over the, the like whatever. And it kind of got lost in there. It just looked like a crunchy noodle. And I took a big mouthful of plastic and I was like, and it was like one of those things where you're, you're like, you're at a restaurant, you're in the family, you're like, I'll just keep chewing it and eventually it'll be okay. And I did that for about like 30 seconds and I was like, this is not okay. And I was just like, bah! <laughs> I just Dude, couldn't do it. And I had to that's like- That's a big difference between you and me. I don't fuck with the like, if it's like, I'm not like, oh, I'll just, I'll give it a sec to see if it gets better. I'm just like, Bleh. Yeah, and I had immediately to, had to go through that whole rigmarole of like, excuse me, there's uh, plastic in my food. Please take it away. <laughs> Did they make you more food, or were they just like sorry? No, they were just like sorry, and I was like, I don't want it. Thank you. And then I just got you know uh, my plastic meal for free. Oh my gosh, dude! I don't fuck with pasta. I just really don't. I don't give a shit about pasta. I love like pasta. when I go to Olive Garden. I just don't love plastic. I just get the soup and salad. Mm. I'm just like, whatever. I'll get the gnocchi soup or whatever that's basically just dumplings. Like, I'm like, fuck yeah. yeah. Bread and a Do you feel like family, though? No, I fucking... Olive Garden sucks, dude. Whew, God. Olive Garden fucking blows, okay? Well, anyway, like, I'm sorry there goes for our... people who enjoy Olive Garden. There goes our 2021 sponsor. <laughs> of Olive Garden? Yeah. <laughs> no, I just don't... I'm not feeling it. But, uh, yeah, if you're going to give me a gift card... Oh, dude... My mom gave me a $50 Steam gift card. You best believe Steam I gift spent cards that are great. Wisely. Yeah, Steam gift yeah. cards are, uh, they're generally what I get because my family doesn't know anything about like what I play, but they're just like, we know you like games. Here's a game thing. I'm like, that's perfect. Dude, Steam gift cards are great. I bought Dark Souls 2, Scholar of First Sin, so that's all the DLC, Dark Souls 3 and 
I uh, re-up my pres- my prescription, my subscription to Star Wars: The Old Republic because I'm playing that bad oh boy again. Yeah. Oh yeah. no! That's Stop with these damn MMOs. <laughs> They're just comfort food for me, They're honestly. So and Star bad. Wars The Old Republic, like, I've noticed so much about it, and I want to do a video about it so badly to it's just talk about bad. how different it is. See, here's the thing. I don't understand how you don't like Star Wars The Old Republic because it's not really an MMO. Like, it's an MMO that is not an MMO. Yeah. It's much more of a it's, role-playing game than yeah, it is anything. Yeah, and it's basically a stripped-down version of what KOTOR 3 could have been. It's like, yeah, I it's mean, not an MMO, true. but it's just a shitty RPG game. Great, that yeah, you can have friends thing. with you and fucking grind forever. It's like, wow, this is what I really wanted for my KOTOR games. Like, get the fuck out of here. No, MMOs that are just bad point. games yeah. that they use having friends as their main mechanic to sell their product. No, they're bad. They're all bad. <laughs> I think it's weird that I don't play MMOs with my friends and I still love them. <laughs> I don't know. You are so nuts. <laughs> They're so bad. Okay, anyway, let's let's but move on. I, I still have some money that I did not spend, so don't you worry. But you want to know what really annoys me? Is that the Epic Game Store doesn't have currency, so I could get that. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. I want to buy Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order on the Epic Game Store for $10 less than on Steam. But the currency doesn't exist, Josh! It doesn't! I told you, they suck. Never buy things from them. What can I say? Nah, dude, I'm just going to spend $13 on it. Yeah, I guess that's true. <laughs> you can yeah, that's just, really what I'm going to do. There's like a couple things on the Epic Game Store that are cheap right now. Like I'm going to buy the Remnant DLC and I'm going to buy Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order because yeah. they're cheaper on there than they are on Steam. I've said it once. I'll say it one, uh, like say it again. I don't have anything against Epic. I'm just stubborn and I've gotten myself <laughs> into this weird thing where I just I won't buy anything from them. And so I just don't want to break it. It's I nothing get against it, them. Hey, you're committing to the bit and I appreciate it. Okay. I gotta, I, that's all I can do, you know? I, I so have back to, be loyal to, to it. our best like Christmas presents. Um, there's there's been a couple like it's kind of weird when you were a kid. You always envisioned your best Christmas presents being like the one thing that you really really wanted. Like in the Christmas story, it's like a Red Ryder BB gun kind mm-hmm, of a thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But for me, so like I always thought my best Christmas present would be like the fucking Crystal Beasts tin that i got when i was a kid and it came with like the sapphire pegasus or whatever uh for Yu-Gi-Oh. i always thought that would be the thing i looked back on that was like the best thing that was ever purchased for me or possibly the um the, the my dad got me like i've talked about this before but when he bought me my original xbox and gamecube like the same year and i thought it was so cool but there was also something else that he purchased for me that year that still it's the one thing that i believe is the best gift i've ever received just in general not just a christmas present and it's kind of like a a little bit longer of a story so when i was a kid i i obviously like i was just a fucking goober and i liked to write stories all the time and Mm. i did so much so that it actually started to kind of like impact my life in general and my dad being like one of the the people who didn't really understand what I was doing was like kind of that stereotypical father in like this is odd it's kind of a weird like hallmark like wholesome moment but like how you would expect a father in these situations to be where he's like oh it's 
my son's not going out to hang out with his friends and stuff. He's got his heads in the clouds, kind of a thing. Like, that's that's how he was. But then, uh, so he did that for a long time, and he was very, like, stubborn and stern about it. But one year, he ended up purchasing me a journal mm-hmm. that continues to be my, my favorite gift I've ever received. And he, my dad himself was actually kind of an artist, and I feel like that's actually kind of what... like tainted it for him in a sense is that he loved art but he never pursued it as as like a career or anything he just saw it as like a hobby and his family kind of treated it as so that he could never do that um so he ended up purchasing me a journal and on the inside inscribing this really nice like inscription about how i need to continue to write and him kind of like accepting that that side of myself like him being like is he's not gonna change kind of a thing in accepting me for who i was and i very much appreciate that and still think it's the best gift i've ever received um i still have it i i i believe it's actually like in my closet in my bedroom and it's this like nice leather bound journal that he got me it's it's super cool um i love it i i hate so much that I wrote some dumbass poems in it when I was a kid and I ended up ripping them out because there were poems about girls I dated. Gross. And yeah, right? Fucking gross. 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 Ew. Ew. Uh, so I ended up ripping out the pages. So now it's just like kind of like fucked up. Thanks. But still, best gift I've ever received was that one. Um, nice. So thank you for writing in. The Wombat Emperor of Australia. Chris Penwell writes in and says, What are your plans for IndiePod in 2021? Josh, do you have any aspirations that you hope that IndiePod lives up to in 2021? Uh, man, you know what's uh, annoying is anytime I think about like what I want to do in the future or goals or like New Year's <laughs> resolution, I'm like, I don't fucking know. It's so, I'm so bad with that kind of stuff. Honestly, like what I would like from 2021 for IndiePod is I'd like for us to have more guests. I'd like to, for us to, to reach out to a wider audience. Um, I'd like to, to try and you know, keep up the indie developer, uh, interviews, which is kind of, it's been, you know, hit or miss just because sometimes it's harder to always get someone every week. Um, but I'd like to, keep going with that and then i I think um honestly like i'd I'd probably want to try and focus a bit more on our community uh and find ways to involve them and to to push them to do things we had so we did a survey uh this is a quick shout out for for those who you know listen to us and want to give feedback about what we've been doing and you know how we've grown over the years um, we do have a survey with some basic questions on, you know, uh, how we're doing and what you'd like to see. Uh, we had a really good response come in about doing something uh, of of having, you know, uh, us get the community and us uh, being the host to actually play a game all together and to talk about our opinions. Kind of like a weird like book club, but like a video game club of it. Um, but to create an episode or something around that. And I think that would be really cool. I'd like to do more things like that going forward. Um, or at least to, to try and have some of those things. Um, but for like a, a, like a concrete, like this is what we're going to do. I don't fucking know, but we already talked about that. A lot of what we do is winging it. And so hopefully it works out. So for me, there's a, there's a couple of things that I would love to do for IndiePod in 2021. 
I we've already started to kind of like get our foot in the door with it with having these be video episodes, but I want to make more video content. I I want I I don't know if I said this like on the air or off, but I talked to Josh about how I believe we have taken this not I mean this is going to sound bad, but taken it to the logical conclusion of it. Like we're still going to do it, but making podcast the podcast is over. itself. I'm done. Contracts <laughs> severed um, i'm out yeah you're gonna have to look for that third because it's gonna be your second soon i'm out yeah other than community engagement i feel like us making this podcast better the only way we could possibly do that is by involving a third person but changing up the formula of the podcast itself i feel like is not something we'll really end up like doing all that much right so i feel like we've gotten the the audio itself pretty down pat we understand how this podcast works and we're kind of in the rhythm of it so i don't think that will change in 2021 but there are a couple things i want to do i i want to start branching off and doing youtube content i want to start doing like let's plays like josh has talked about he would like to do something similar to that instead of like twitch streaming which mm -hmm. i think is a great idea um especially if like both of us play games together that was another one of the suggestions in yeah i'd like list. to do that we you know one of these days we have to play a game together <laughs> oh yeah absolutely we'll just i'll just make sure we record it then too yeah exactly so get content out of it uh because yeah. all our interactions have to be content <laughs> i mean that's kind of how it is you know <laughs> that's i guess a content creator's life right there it's kind of every weird, interaction they have with another individual is content <laughs> yeah kind of weird um but it's definitely I mean, weird but that being said like another thing is it's not really indie pod related but i i shouted this out on twitter and i think it's a really cool idea i really want to do something about this i just need to actually do it but like i want to do that um that cocktail beverage show idea because i think it would be so fucking cool because like the idea is i want to do reviews of games but kind of like semi-review semi like uh kind of like previews of games more or less like not a full dive into them but then creating a cocktail whether it be something that is just a normal cocktail or something that i create to just create and, and mix things, but like make it themed around that game, whether it be because people of that game would drink it in that world or whether it just reminds people of the game and like teach people how to create the cocktail is the, like the first half. And then the second half would be me drinking that cocktail and like talking about the game and shit like that. And I I thought it was so cool. I, I ended up creating this idea just as like a joke with, uh, with Caitlin over Twitter. And I think it would be so legit. I don't know why. It would just, it just, it seems cool. I like it. I'd I think it's it, a really cool saying. idea, it, especially if you ended up kind of getting like, and this is just me kind of once again, pulling like the, the artisan piece into it. Um, but especially if you got into the depth of it. So talking about not just necessarily the game itself, but feelings that the game invokes and relating those two specific pieces so it'd be like oh to invoke the sadness and ori and the will of the wisps i use this specific kind of like alcohol mm -hmm, in a mm -hmm. way like i think that would be so cool and i would love to see how you would navigate that and how that would work and caitlin seems really cool i've i've only i've listened to i think like one episode of her podcast and i listened to her on active quest and she did a great job also was talking about how uh, hades is super thirsty and she's into it too so that's awesome uh yeah i would love that story i i love i want you to create more content just because i love you in general oh, and so i sweet. i want 
Uh, I want more of it to be for IndiePod, obviously. But you making I mean, any content in the world is amazing. Yeah, I don't know that that would be an IndiePod-related thing. Maybe, maybe not, but... We'll oh, see. yeah, no. I'm just talking about, yeah. like, Let's Plays. <laughs> I know, yeah, I'm down to do Let's Plays. I would love to do something like that. So, for sure. Uh, there's, We'll find a way to make more content. I'm sure it'll work yeah. out. Yeah, and for me, I just I want to make more video stuff, whether that's Let's Plays or reviews for indie games in general. I would very much enjoy that. Kind of a way to, like, another one of the things we had in our survey was a follow-up, like more follow-ups on games, like how I would often talk about games over several weeks. Um, and Josh does so as well. I, I think it would be, like, having an actual review of that would contribute to it. So you could right. basically, like, track my our evolution of ideas from when we originally play the game to when we finish it and when we have a chance to like sit down and actually write it down and process our emotions mm -hmm, mm -hmm. i feel like that'll also really help develop our thoughts on things because as i was saying like my until the unto the end review is several pages like it's gonna be long and that's because i'm processing my emotions and how i'm actually dealing with this game versus just being like combat's hard combat <laughs> is hard 10 out of 10 <laughs> <laughs> so i i very much just want to make more video content that's the thing i really want to move into and of course involving our community is also a big thing that i want to do as well because they're amazing however rowdy and fucking weird they're fantastic they're <sighs> god what was that one that inclusive thing like all inclusive as long as you like poop jokes or something <laughs> like yeah, our new mission statement is <laughs> yeah. really great. I I feel somewhat sad that I didn't actually pin the tweet because, damn, that uh, shit was good. Yeah. It was so freaking good. I'm, like, trying to find it now, but uh, well, I'm just running quick, into, like, weird-ass shit. Yeah, quick, uh, <laughs> quick search for slap that shit. I remember saying that. Yeah, okay, <laughs> slap that. Oh, I just found it. All right, where is it? I'd like to think that we are in – this is from uh, Philip. I would like to think we are an inclusive group, no matter your gender, race, sexual preferences, or gender identity. As long as you like poop jokes, you are welcome here. <laughs> He's not wrong. It's, <laughs> it's very true. Gosh. Uh, speaking of, let's get back to our listener questions. Chris Penwell also says, also a throwback. Which game character has the most big dick energy? Who would you say has the most big dick energy in a video game? Uh, whatever the hell his name is from Cyberpunk. Johnny D? Silver? No, Johnny Silverhands. Oh, you. Uh, so Keanu Reeves, Keanu just Reeves. in general. Just in general. Keanu Reeves playing himself with a cybernetic arm. That's who has the just most big dick energy. Hell yeah, dude. 100%. Okay. Okay. I mean, hate to go CD Projekt I mean, Red again, could, but fucking could, Geralt of Rivia's yeah. got some fat, just like a big chongus penis energy. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. he's a fat dick. Okay. Plus, now you could do it for Vin Diesel in Arc 2. Dude, fuck that guy. <laughs> like, no. <laughs> I mean, I don't like... I, I'm not really too crazy about his character either, but... Uh, just saying. <laughs> He's got that, like, ooh, big dick energy. I'm that I'm so interested to energy. see how that goes because I don't think he's a good actor. Like, I, don't I Okay. I don't either. I think the Chronicles of Riddick movies are cool, like Pitch Black Chronicles of Riddick, and I have yet to actually see Riddick, but I want to. I think they're cool, but 
Vin Diesel's important, like his performances in them are not necessarily what makes them cool. It's just the storyline of the movies in general. So I'm very excited to see him stumble his way through an entire video game performance. It'll be great. It'll be fantastic. A lot of grunts. We'll see how it goes. I mean, I didn't play that fast in the Furious game. Maybe it's way better than I give it credit for, but I truly doubt it. No. <laughs> no, no, no. And lastly, Will C. writes in and says, with all the talk about having a child the past few weeks, my question is, if you had to name you, if you had to name a child or like our child, uh, based off of our a child? video game character, no, sadly not, no, sadly not, uh, video game character, <laughs> anything from a game, what would it be? I have a son named Reed who is also a ginger, but if I had my way, I would rename him to Vaughn. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. What a weird uh, happy thing. Happy New Year 2021. What a weird thing. Like, let's say that did happen. That kid would be so confused. Yeah, he's like 10 years old and is like, but no. And he's like, shh, 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 shh. Vaughn, you are Vaughn stop. <laughs> that would be so funny. <laughs> what a strange world that would be. Um, To answer the I question. I mean, I appreciate the sentiment. I mean, yeah, it's cool. nice. I mean. <laughs> He didn't uh, didn't name him after me, so uh, so clearly you win. He calls him the Vaughn boy. He's like the Vaughn Josh boy, and the, the kid's Von like, Josh. "Why though?" And he's like, "Shut up, shut up." <laughs> um, if I had to to pick one, uh, obviously I would try to go for a name that isn't like weird in in context of like video games, because most video games are like Raz or whatever it is, and you're His like, "His name is okay. Rasputin," but yeah. Well, no, no, I'm not talking about him specifically. That just works. But like, yeah, like you don't want to name your kid Cloud. You have these weird. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to name him Cloud or something (laughs) crazy. Well, maybe Sephiroth. Um, But I would think uh, when my wife and I talk about kids, generally, she's always like, it's going to be a girl. It has to be a girl. It has to be a girl. So I've gotten away, like not gotten away, but I've gotten to the point where I'm just like, it's probably a girl. Granted, it'll be a boy. Who cares? But, um, but I just always have it in my head that it'll probably be a girl if we ever have a kid. So I would go with from Animal Crossing, Isabel, because Isabel is great. Really, Isabel. Okay. All right. So for me, um, one from an indie game. So I actually like every. I really want to become a father. Obviously, I've talked about this. But another thing is like I every name I have is actually from like pop culture or a video game that I want to name my children. So initially I wanted to name, if I had a son, I was dead set on naming my kid Oliver. And that's actually the main character of Nino Cooney. It's also like, I love the green arrow. So that was also a little tidbit of it. Mm-hmm. Um, like Oliver queen, but Oliver in Nino Cooney is such an interesting character. And I, I love that he's such a steadfast character and he's so fun loving. Plus he's actually a ginger. So I really respect that. And you know, it's like a little bit of a meta joke. So I wanted to name my son Oliver, especially if he was a redhead. If he wasn't, I just like <laughs> just to fucking him. toss mm-hmm. him to the wolves like the Spartans did. Uh, but you know, some other names I had, which is kind of hilarious now, depending on how you feel about it. But I wanted to name uh, a daughter Ellie from The Last of Us, but mm. The Last of Us Two came out, and I'm just like, I mean, yeah. I still love her, but like less. So <laughs> I still love her character so much, but I don't feel the exact same I do about her. But I still adore that name in mm-hmm. general. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so I would, I would love to name a daughter Ellie. Uh, like, also, I love how you're like, yeah, my wife is like, it's going to be a girl. It's a girl. It's a girl. I actually want to have girls. Um, I don't know necessarily if I actually want to have a son. That's the thing is like, I don't know. I've been, I go back and forth on this because like, I feel like it would be easier to have a son. Cause like yeah. biologically things would just be easier to, and you would also understand them. Yeah. <laughs> like that's what I mean by like a biological sense. Like I would know what they're going to go through as opposed to a girl. If they came to me with their problems, I'd be like, I don't know. We got to figure it out. I guess like kind You'd of a give thing. them a sponge. You know what I mean? They're just like, dad, something's going on. And you're just like, here, I don't know how to deal with that. I like, ask your mom. Ask your mother. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, that wasn't a kitchen joke, by the way. That was a period joke. I just want to get that out of the way. Uh, so nobody yes. thought that it was like a cleaning joke. Yeah, no, I thought, I thought the period one too, but. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm glad. I'm glad you did. <laughs> yeah. Um, but then again, like, I feel like a girl would probably be easier to, well, maybe not. I don't know, man. I don't fucking know. That's it. I just don't know. I don't know. I I honestly don't understand necessarily like I feel like a boy would be harder in the long term like yeah it would be hard to understand like a girl's point of view kind of a thing and how to raise them because I just don't understand what it's like to live as a woman in the world right. and I think having that conversation about how people would respect them possibly less because of their gender would be an incredibly hard one to have similar to like people having to discuss racial issues with their children yeah, would be sucks. an incredibly hard one to have. Um, and I'm, I guess, truly blessed to never have to do that. Hopefully. Well, I mean, obviously I get well, to explain it from my perspective, but I never have to explain how like I get persecuted because I'm white. Right. So, you know, A white male, but yeah, the exactly. Struggles. Like I've got the shit fucking easy. I'm playing this game on easy mode. Uh, so yeah, I, it's, <laughs> you're like, no, I don't like it, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I would just, I, I just like the idea of having daughters and it, it's just, I don't know why, uh, but more names, I guess. Um, my wife and I really enjoy the name Lilith and we're probably going to end up naming our first daughter that I had to like write my life story. And I said that we had multiple daughters. Um, that was like a paper I had to write for a class and I was just like, fuck it. We had daughters. Um, all right. So Lilith, because my wife says she's the baddest bitch in the Bible. And I think that's a hilarious thing to say. Plus I just really like the name. So yeah, she's like Satan's wife, depending on what religious like philosophy you follow. Mm -hmm. Uh, so it's kind of interesting. I, I enjoy the name and I just think the entire, like, I guess idea behind it is really interesting. So obviously not video game related and neither is this next one. Um, <laughs> this is more like pop culture, -y, but, uh, another name I would really like to name a son if I have one is Wallace because I'm a big fan of Wally West from he's he's Kid Flash or the Flash depending on what uh, what comic you're talking about but mm -hmm. I very much enjoy Wally West and also a ginger <sighs> so hopefully it's like crossing my fingers for these fucking ginger kids um well I guess that's also depending on what you what you watch <laughs> uh, but yeah I also there's like a movie I love called what if and the main character is named Wallace so there you go please don't steal my baby names I have to say that if you have a child How would you and you know? name them any of the names that I enjoy, I will track you down <laughs> and kiss you on the mouth because I love you all so much. Thank you. Oh, my <laughs> God. So but that is the end of this episode. Thanks, everyone, so much for listening. We have officially 
answered all of your question and told you uh, all your question. Hmm, that's not what I meant to say. But Good enough. we've Close also enough. given you our indie game of the years. I hope you enjoyed this. Of course, back to our housekeeping. We've got our developer interview coming up this Wednesday. It's Gensbrahn, any ness of Off the Beaten Trek. And it's The Cost of Recovery is their game. Looks cool, seems cool. I'm into the idea of it. Uh, please check out the IndiePod store over on Teespring for t-shirts and stickers, soon to be more. We have the YouTube. If you are watching this on there, just click that subscribe button. If you are not, go over there and do it anyway, okay? Gah. Why not? Why you hate me? gonna be putting out more content don't you worry uh please leave us reviews on whatever you can specifically itunes because it helps us supposedly and lastly our patrons thank you so much to will C, mixomatosis aka mix zach durham chase hopkins philip renshaw the wombat emperor of australia chris penwell josh nichols and sam Fillion from canada thank you all so much of course if you would like to chat with us outside of the show, you could do so at IndiePod on Twitter, where we post our question thread, as well as remind you about the episodes themselves and just kind of general indie game knowledge and news over there. Try to keep you like in the in the know about that kind of stuff, even if we can't mention it on the podcast. You can follow me specifically at Hyde Legion, H-Y-D-E-L-E-G-I-O-N, over on Twitter for all of my dumb bullshit and possibly some independent-like video content I will be putting up on my own. And you can follow Josh at the underscore Josh90 or the underscore Josh over on Twitch. Any last things you would like to shout out? Uh, no. Thanks for the, uh, the great year, everyone. This was, uh, although this year sucked, we, uh, made quite a lot of progress, uh, from an indie pod perspective. So it's been great to build a community and, you know, make a bunch of dumb jokes. Yeah, thanks. absolutely. Like however much people say that we made their lives a little bit better this year, I, I have to make sure you understand that you made mine infinitely better um like josh especially obviously just his inclusion in my life was amazing i love that we got to do this and just i get this is like escapism for me i don't have to like bother with anything else i just get to talk to a friend about indie games and it's amazing and i'm so glad that i made this friend and i'm so glad that i've made so many more because of this community you're all amazing please join our discord become part of the conversation about indie games or poop or whatever we talk about because we're fucking dumb and That is the end of this episode. Thanks, everyone, so much for listening. And here's to another year of IndiePod. And hopefully a better year overall. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that's a good point.